Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Well, good morning. Did you all have a great Christmas? Yeah, it's great, Highland Great to have the kids around, and that's what Christmas is really about. It's just, I don't know if there's a better feeling than having one of your young kids. I had my two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, and to have her crawl up in your lap, and you get to read a book with her. And then once you're done reading it, read it again. (laughs) And then when you're done there, read it again. So if any of you need me, I'm available. I'm very good at reading The Potty Time with Elmo. Okay? So whatever you might need, I don't know. But uh, we're at the end of the year. We're looking forward to a new one. And it's a time where we kind of evaluate, we look back, we, we, we should all be grateful for what God has done for us. There's been some hard times, but as we've just sung, God's been faithful. But we've got a year ahead of us. And I want to talk to you this morning about how to live to win. Live to win. You see, in spite of what we're being told today, not everyone is a winner. You have to purposely put some things into place in order for you to be victorious and to win this race that we're in. So we're going to talk about what do we need to do in the year ahead so that I live this year and I'm going to win. I'm I'm going to win. I, I don't think winning has to be a question. I don't think winning has to be, well, I hope I'll win. I believe you can go in with that confidence of knowing this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to win. I'm going to do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24, 27. We're going to look at these verses individually, but let me read you the whole text of them, and then we'll get to them. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets to prize? And here it is. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do as it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now, Paul's just amazing when he writes. He had to be a guy who loved, you know, sports because he uses the reference often throughout his writings. If he were alive today, I'm sure he would write about some, you know, the Green Bay Packers and how they're winners. And uh, that's just how things work, isn't it? So he's writing this to give us some information about here's what you need to do to win. So let's look at it. First of all, it takes determination. Determination comes to that place where you say, I'm going to do this. Notice what he says in verse 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets surprised? So you run determination to win. Determination is simply this. You make up your mind that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to make this. This is my determination, my firmness of purpose, I am going to win. I'm going to do it. Because if you do something, well, you know, we'll just go through life and I'll just see how it works out. And maybe I'll do that. And maybe I'll do this. And if you don't have a clear focus on what you want, you're not going to get anything. It's like shooting an arrow somewhere, hitting something, and then going drawing the target afterwards and saying, you know, that's where I was going. No, you are determined because I want to do this. 
and this is what I want. You come to that place where no matter what happens in the year ahead, I am determined to run this race, and I am going to win it. I am going to finish it. Now, you might be told, no, you can't do this. It's going to be too hard. There's too much going on. Well, you know, it's just the way I am. I can't make it. You know, I really struggle with this all the time. I really have these issues that they seem to never go away. I don't know that I can make it. And we're afraid, well, what if I try and don't do it? And uh, I don't deserve it anyway. So maybe there isn't a prize. You have to make up your mind at the very outset I'm going to run this race, and I'm going to win it. I'm going to be more than a conqueror. I'm going to make it through, and I'm going to do this. In other words, I will never give up. I will never quit. I am determined to go on. I don't know if you've read this before or seen it. It's been around in several books I've read over the years. But here's the story of Abraham Lincoln. In 1831, he lost his job. In 1832, he was defeated when he ran for the Illinois state legislator. In 1833, he failed in business. In 1834, he was elected to the legislator in Illinois. In 1835, his sweetheart died. For the next year or so, he was just in a deep remorse and kind of a depression over the death and what was going on. In 1838, he was defeated in a run for the House Speaker. In 1843, he was defeated in a run for the nomination for the U.S. Congress. In 1846, he, he was elected to Congress. In 1848, he lost the reelection. In 1849, he was rejected for the land officer position. Position. In 1854, he was defeated in his run for the U.S. Senate. In 1856, he was defeated in a run for nomination for vice president. In 1858, he was defeated in a run for the U.S. Senate. In 1860, he was elected president. That's called determination. I'm going to keep going. There might be some setbacks, there might be some issues that I have to address and go through. There might be some failures that I encounter. There might be some heartbreaks that we're going to go through. But here's one thing that I know. I am determined to win this race. I am determined I'm not going to give up. Most people give up too soon. Here's what, how the psalmist puts it in Psalm 119 verse 30. I have chosen. It's a great word. I've chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do, and I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to live by your rules, by your ways, by what you say, not according to my emotions, not according to my feelings, not according to my circumstances. I have determined this is what I'm going to do. Psalm 119, verse 112. I am determined to keep your decrees to the very end. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I am just going to be determined. Now, we have another word for this that we use in a negative context, but here's a positive way to use this word. It's called, God, I'm stubborn. And I'm going to be a very stubborn person. And here's one thing you're going to know. I am determined to do what is right in your sight. 
I have determined to live this year in a way that honors you. I have determined to trust you in the midst of it all. I am determined to be faithful. It's not, well, I hope I'll be faithful. It's not, well, God, you know, you know I'm just going to try. Yes, you're going to try, but sometimes when we say that word, do we really mean, I'm going to try, it probably won't work, so this is my out. God, there's no out. There's no other way. My heart's set. I'm determined. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be faithful to you just as you're being faithful to me. And I'm determined this is how I'm going to live in the year ahead. Isaiah chapter 50. Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Boy, he does, doesn't he? I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will. And I know that I will not be put to shame. I know. Might go through some difficult times. Might have some setbacks. But I know you're going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. And you will take care of me and you will help me. I am determined to do this, and I am determined to live this way, and God, I know I can trust you. So at the each point, I've got a little question you've got to ask yourself, and you've got to answer it. And you might answer it here this morning. You maybe need to revisit it several times throughout the year. Here's the question. Am I persuaded that I want God's way and not my own? Am I persuaded that I want what God wants no matter what? Am I convinced that what I want most is to honor God, to serve God, and to be faithful to God? Is there no doubt in my mind, sitting here this morning, entering the new year, God, here's one thing I know about this new year. I don't know a lot about what it's going to hold. In fact, I don't know anything about what it's going to hold. But here's what I know. I'm going to do everything within my power and within my might to honor you and to serve you and to follow you no matter what. I'm going to trust you no matter how hard it gets. I'm going to stay close to you no matter what I have to go through. God, I'm never going to doubt you or question you about what you're doing and why you're doing it. I'm going to put my life into your hands, and I am persuaded that you will do what is right, and you will be faithful. And God, I want what you want, not what I want. And so if you're going to begin the new year, and if you're going to honor God with this, and if you're going to win, it begins with this mindset. Because if you don't have this mindset, the moment something happens that you don't like, or the moment your dream isn't realized, or the moment a person that you care about is dealt with harshly or taken away from you, you begin to waver, and you begin to doubt, and you begin to be afraid, and you begin to question your choices. But this is one thing you do not question. God no matter what the year brings, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm persuaded I want what you want, not what I want. Your ways are hard. Your ways aren't mine. Your ways are difficult for me to understand. But what I want most in life 
is I want to honor you. I want to serve you, and I'm going to please you. That's where you start. Now, I'm going to give you three more, but if you don't settle this one, the other three, forget them. They're, they're just going to get thrown up in the air, and they'll kind of happen and won't happen depending on your mood. So it begins with this, this determination. And that's why Paul says, he says, look, if you understand something, everybody runs a race. And if you're going to run it, you might as well run it to win. Well, I'll run it, but I really don't care about it. And I was a kid in grade school, had a basketball coach. And uh, unfortunately, he was also the track coach. And so he had this rule that if you wanted to play basketball, you had to run track. I didn't like running track. So I chose something that I felt like could give me a way out easy. And uh, I watched track practice a couple times and decided, I want to throw the discus. Yeah, yeah, right. Why did I decide that? Well, because while all these guys up here were running track, there was this one little spot down over the hill where nobody could see you where the discus players were. I can be down there. Nobody will be watching me. Worked for a while till he decided I needed to run the relay race. And, you know, I'm going to win. You put me in a race, I'm going to win. Might not like it. It's not what I wanted to do. You're going to be some places in this new year where you wouldn't choose on your own. And you really wouldn't want to be there. But here you are, determined to win, no matter what. I'm determined. Secondly, it takes destiny. It takes destiny. Great word. Let me kind of put it into focus for you here this morning. Let's look at what Paul says about it in verse 25. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize. Why are you doing that? I'm going to win. That will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. I've got a few trophies here and there. And by and large, I can't tell you where any of them are. Knowing my wife, they're hidden somewhere in the house. I don't know. Doesn't matter. You know, you got the little prize up there and everything. And, oh, that was nice. I remember that. But... He says, here, look, you, you can get that prize and get that prize and get that prize, but we're not running for a prize that's going to fade away or get stored, sewed away someplace. We're doing this for eternity's sake. I must be convinced that my destiny in life is to spend all of my life with God. Why am I doing this? I want to be with God in heaven. That's what I was made for. That's my destiny. Now, you can make your own destiny if you want. You can make your destiny, well, I want to, we just got through a Scrooge, I want to accumulate my wealth. I just want to be able to get that and get that. And Okay, you'll get that, but when you are done on this earth, that prize fades away, doesn't it? You can make your destiny some achievement, some position, some title, some person. But here's one thing about it. When this life is over, that prize fades away. There is only one prize that you and I can win that lasts forever. And that's the prize 
of being with God. And so I have to put within me the understanding, you know what? I'm determined. I'm going to run this race. I'm going to win it. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to obey God because that's what I was made for. And every time I say a little phrase like that, I immediately go to chariots of fire. Eric Little had the thing and they were trying to talk him, quit running, start being a missionary, quit doing this, quit doing this. And his line is something similar to, I don't know what it is, but I know that when I run, I feel his presence. When I live life, I want to sense God's presence and know that's what I was made for. I was made to have a relationship with God, not just on this earth and this planet, but in heaven with him forever. That's why God created me to be with him forever. That's my destiny. That's what I long for. That's what I want. That's what I was created for. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. <laughs> Paul kind of goes through this same vein. He says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Good, because I haven't and we haven't, have we? But I, I, I'm determined. I keep pressing on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. What that perfection? See, one day... I'm going to be in heaven, hard for you to believe, but go with me. And then when I get there, I'm going to be perfect. Now, some of you might think I'm perfect now. Okay, or not. But one day, I'm going to get there. That's perfection for which Christ, he possesses me for I can one day have the perfection of Christ in my life. Now, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. I'm determined. I'm going to be one thing. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm determined that's what my life's going to be in this next year. Determined that's what's going to happen. I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. The human mind and emotion is just mysterious. It always fascinates me. But here's what I know for some of you. Your past can wreck your future. You can go into this new year, and it's brand new, but if you carry with you a lot of junk from your past, you will struggle. That's why when Christ comes in, he says, I make all things new, brand new. So I got to put it behind me. Can't forget it, but I can stop it from having an influence in my life. I'll learn from it, but I'm not going to let it control me. I'm going to look forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to win this race. I pressed on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling me. He's calling me. He wants me in heaven. And the great thing is this. God wants me in heaven more than I want to be there, and I want to be there pretty badly. He sent his son so that I could be there with him forever. 
And so as I set my course in this year, knowing I'm going to run and I'm going to determine this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to honor God. I'm going to live for God because that I understand is what I was made for. And the only way I will find true fulfillment in life is when I understand I was made for God's presence and to have a relationship with him forever. That's my destiny. That's why I was brought into this world, and that's why I live. I was created to be with him forever, and this is what I want most in life. It's it's there. So, the question you ask, what's the prize I'm living for? What is it that would make me a success? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What does it profit if you're described as a successful person or even as a winner in life, but you fail in eternity? You lose. You've lost. So here I am. God, I'm determined. In this year ahead, I am going to serve you, to honor you, to follow you. Because I understand, God, that's the only thing that will bring me true fulfillment in life. And that's the only thing that will make my life matter. Got it? All right. Now, this kind of seems crazy, but it takes direction. <laughs> it takes direction. And understands, okay, if that's what I want, and if that's what I say, then I need to take steps to go in that direction, don't I? I don't just sit back and say, well, God, I really want that more than anything else, and I know I was made for you, so God, uh, here I am. No, what's Paul say? He says, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just beating the air. I have a goal. I have a direction that I want to take in life that will get me to this destination that I want to go to. It will get me to the place that I long for. It will get me to the place. So I've got to start making some steps to do what's right. Let's look at some scripture. Don't envy sinners, but always fear the Lord and continue to do that and you will be rewarded for this, your hope will not be disappointed. Proverbs 23, 19. My child, listen and be wise. Keep your heart on the right course. So if that's what I want, I've got to keep my life centered will keep me in the right direction to get what I want. Let me read these verses. Psalm 25, 4. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth. Teach me, 
For you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. The road to heaven in Scripture is defined for us. Jesus says it's narrow for the few that find it. The highway, the broad way to hell is broad and a lot of roads lead there. But there's only one that takes me to where I want to go. And so I have this path that I have to journey down. You know, you'd like to think, okay, God, I really, you know, I desire you more than anything else. And God, I know I was made for you. So here's how I'm going to live this year. I'm going to stay locked in my room with my pillow over my head because you know my heart and you know what I want. And I'll just stay here and you take care of me. That's what a lot of people would like to do, right? Sometimes it sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? But you see, if I'm going to get to where I want to go, I have to choose a direction that I'm going to go down, don't I? I have to choose a road that I'm going to follow. God, I'm going to do what's right. Something as simple as the choice you made here this morning. God, I know that if I'm going to follow you and want you, I know that I need to get together with other believers. I know that I need to go to church. I know that I need to do some things in my spiritual walk with you. I know this needs to happen. And so, God, I'm going to put these things into my life so that they become the the issue that I want more than anything else, and they take care of me, and they establish for me those things that I want. Because there's going to be a lot of choices you're going to have to make in the year ahead, aren't there? There's going to have to be a lot of decisions. Some of those decisions, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not a sin, but they're not going to help you get to where you want to go. The good things in life, the enemies are the best. And I have to discern which way is right. Thus, the writer of Proverbs says, there's a path before each person that seems right. It just ends in death. It just doesn't take you where you want to go. It doesn't get you to the right place. Well, how do I know which way is right? Proverbs 14, 2. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. Those who take the right path have a heart for God more than anything else in their life. And they love him and care for him. And they want him more than anything else. And thus Jesus says, look, here's what you need to do. You seek the kingdom of God above all else. You live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. You'll get to where you want to go. You don't just play around. You don't just coast. You, well, I, it's, it's, you know, it's so hard. And my kids will tell you when I heard that little phrase from them, my go-to response is, oh, well, if it's hard, then don't do it. Because God forbid you have to do hard, anything hard in life. And yet everything in life many times is hard, isn't it? Doing the right thing isn't easy, but it's right. And so you have to make some hard decisions that aren't easy decisions to make, but they're right. Because see, if you have desire and destiny with no direction, your life ends in a disaster. Because you just are blown about by every wind and wave that comes along. And if you don't decide what's really important, it will be decided for you. You'll end up serving things you didn't want to serve. You'll end up going in a direction you didn't want to go in. 
And so you have to take this understanding and say, God, this is what I want. God, I I know this is what I'm made for. So I'm going to start walking this path into the year ahead, going this direction. God, if I ever get off course, you show me and you help me to stay where I, I know I need to be. And you show it to me and help me to stay what's right. And God, I'm not going to keep looking back. I'm going to keep looking forward because that's the only way I'm going to stay on course. And you direct my steps. So what do you have to ask yourself? Are my priorities clearly established? Do I understand what matters most in life? Now, if you establish the right priorities, a lot of things are fall into place for you and you don't have to make a lot of decisions. God's more important to me than anything else. Well, what about your spouse and what about your family? If I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and will... It's a lot easier to love others, isn't it? But you see, if I try to love others on my own, boy, that gets hard. And so I ask myself, here's, here's the priority I want. Here's where I want. Here's the direction I want to go in. Here's what I, I know I was made for this. And so this is the road I'm going to go down, and I'll make the decisions that need to be made. Well, pastor, that's really hard. You're right. That's why, fourth point, it takes discipline. Yuck. Discipline. Notice what Paul says. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself will be disqualified. I can talk a good game to everybody else, but if I don't stay on road, I'm not going to make it. We're good at telling everybody else what to do. It's a little harder to keep ourselves in the right place, isn't it? And so a lot of people have a lot of desire. Oh, yeah, that's really what I want. It's really what I want to have in life. It's really, I'm, I'm, I'm in. But they don't have any discipline to say, here's discipline. You say no to you. And yes to what's right. Nobody ever succeeds in life by just doing what you please. That will get you into problems. Successful people, people who win, are willing to pay a price. It's what we need the most and want the least. You don't become great by accident. You have to have a heart for it. Because, you see, what we want is you, you want a body like this one. But you don't want to have to do what it takes to get that. We want a beautiful body. We just don't want to exercise to get it, do we? Well, I got to go on a diet. Well, that's good, but you know what that mean? You got to say no to a lot of good stuff. Right? Yeah. We want wealth without work. Well, I want it, and I want it now. We want success without sacrifice. We want spiritual maturity without discipline, without service, without study. We want a good marriage without dying to ourselves. We want shortcuts. I want what's easiest, not necessarily what's best. I want what feels good not what hurts. I want what's acceptable. Well, everybody's doing it, not what's godly. I want to have it now rather than understanding I want to have it 
when the race is done. And Paul writes these words to Timothy. Don't waste time or arguing over godless idea and old wives' tales. Instead, what is it? Train, discipline yourself to be godly. Oh God, make me godly. I'll help you, but you're going to have to start doing some things to help yourself. Physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. See, a lot of people are willing to pay for a gym membership, but they're not willing to come to church for free. A lot of people will spend a lot of time disciplining themselves and doing this and this and this, but they won't discipline themselves in taking time to study God's Word. Nothing wrong with physical discipline. In fact, Paul says what? It's great, do it. But understand something. What's going to give you more benefit? You having the body that you want or you having the spiritual benefits that you need? They promise benefits in this life and in the life to come. Trustworthy saying, everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle. Not easy. For our hope is in the living God who is the Savior of all people and particularly of all believers. So there's a cost to receive this prize. It's not free. Oh, salvation's free, but it will cost you. You're saved free, but if you're going to win the prize, you have to discipline yourself to be where you need to be, don't you? And so there's some things in the year ahead you're going to have to let go of because they're not going to allow you to stay on the right road. There's some things in this year ahead that you're going to have to add to your life to help you stay on the right road. It might be some relationships, friendships that you have. It might be some materialistic ideas that you've got. It might be some habits that you're allowing to control your life more than they should. You know, you hold on. You don't quit. You don't give up. You don't take your eyes off the prize. You discipline yourself. You fight off the distractions. So here's the question. What's the price you're willing to pay? Now, let me just tell you something about this price. It's more than you think. See, sometimes we in the church have done people a disservice. Come to God and all your problems will be solved. Well, come to God and he can help you solve all your problems if you honor him, right? A little different way of saying it, isn't it? And so you ask yourself, okay, I want this. I know I was made for this. I want to go down this road. Am I willing to do whatever it takes to do that? You answer those questions, and here's what I know. When you answer them rightly, you're going to have the greatest year ever. Because you're going to win. Because why? God's always faithful, isn't he? God always takes care of us. He always helps us. So run to win. So which one of these areas do you need to address? Maybe you need to start at the top and just work your way down. And what one of these questions do you have a struggle with answering? As we face the year ahead, 
are you willing to address them? Here's what I know. The problems that you have in the year ahead will be related to one of these issues. The problems that you're going to face in the year ahead, one of these issues, they can help you get through it. So what do you want more than anything else? I hope you want to live to win. So would you bow your head? Would you just take a moment, just you and God? I don't need to try to do anything to motivate you anymore. You have God's word, it's there. Between you and him, would you just talk to him for a moment about this and ask him to help you and be honest about the areas that you've got to address? Could we just take a moment and do that here this morning? Lord, I thank you today that in life there is a prize. And the prize that you offer is greater than we can imagine according to your word. It's greater than we can understand. So Lord, would you help us to be a people who in the year 2020 we live to win. There's a lot of other people around us who are going to live for a lot of other reasons and they might say it's winning, but it's not. So would you help us? Would you place within us that desire? Would you give us this, the heart to stay where you want us to stay and to do whatever it takes so that that can happen? not make excuses because whatever you ask of us we can do and you will help us thank you for the confidence we have in you we're going to live to win in thy name we pray amen thank you for joining us for today's service if you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday morning. Faith Assembly Sunday morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.